0: greetings to you all i pray that the beginning of your new year has started well and you have dedicated and some have rededicated themselves to seeking hearing from and being obedient to the promptings of the holy spirit and the voice of god and his commands because it's vital in this new year that god's people hear his voice loud and clear in order to position themselves to receive what god has stored up for not only you but for others who are in your lives as well as the ones whose paths you will cross. But I say not only hear his voice, but be willing to say, Yes, Lord, I'm here to speak and act as you instruct me to do so. Do you know that a word spoken to you from God, a word shared by you to someone else, can be all that person needs to hear as a much-needed answer to their prayers sent up to God in faith? With that thought in mind, I would like to speak to you today from the thought of your yes is someone else's. Amen. And our main scripture can be found in 1 Kings 17:7 7 through 16, and it reads as follows. Sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him. Go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath when he came to the town's gate. A widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, Would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called out, And bring me, please, a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I am gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said, but first make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, the jar of flour will not be used up in the jug of oil would not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. She went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up, and the jug of oil did not run dry. In keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah, let the Lord have a blessing to the reading of his word. As we pick up our main scripture, it starts off with Elijah being in a bad situation. With the brook from which he got water, it had dried up. The very place he received his provision, this brook, had run out of water, thus provision. If you don't mind, let me take a few minutes to take you back and give you a little background on who Elijah is. Elijah was one of the earliest prophets and one that ranks amongst the greatest. He is known more for his works than his words. He was a prophet that confronted King Ahab with a challenge to pagan gods. He declared there would be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except by my word. That's 1 Kings 17 and 1. He was a prophet that placed wood on the altar, challenging the king to do the same and mock them when their gods couldn't bring fire and then commanded the water be poured on God's altar until the sacrifice and wood were thoroughly drenched and the sacrifice of God then was consumed with fire and 450 Baal priests were killed on the spot. Elijah struck the Jordan River with his cloak and it parted, allowing him to walk through on dry ground. Elijah was a prophet who anointed Elisha as a prophet to be his successor. Elijah is a prophet that was called to heaven without passing through death. That's Second Kings 2. This is the Elijah who heard God speak to him in a gentle whisper from the opening of a cave. This is the prophet Elijah that we find in our scriptural passage. He had fled the wrath of King Ahab and Jezebel and now was hiding in the Carith ravine where he had found water in a brook and was being fed by a raven sent by God. But now we see in our text the brook that had been supplying God's prophet Elijah had dried up. Elijah, the very prophet working for God and God working through him was now provisionless. despite who Elijah was and what he had been doing. We find him in a situation of dried up supply and provision in the place that he had ran to. So what that tells me is this. It doesn't matter who you are, what you are to God or what you've been called to do by God. There will be times that your supply or provision in the place he has you will or can dry up on you and presenting to you and placing you in a bad situation of dried up provision. Now understand this situation is not due to anything Elijah had done, but instead because of what God had not allowed or commanded to happen or to come to pass. So please understand and see this truth. You could be in the right place doing the right things, listening to all that God has said and he and he alone will allow your supply to dry up on you and it's not the enemy, but just know when he does it, it is with a purpose and with a plan in mind. As we will see this, as we move into the text in the life of Elijah, as well as you being able to see it one day in your own life, when God will allow a stream to dry up on you in the text, God had not allowed the rain to come or flow in order to replenish the brook with water for Elijah. The text did not say, anything about the enemy not allowing it because we know that it is God who controls the heavens and the earth, the rain as well as the seas. Therefore, if it had not rained, it was because God had not summoned rain upon the area in which Elijah was staying. It is apparent through this text that this was God's plan for the brook to dry upon Elijah. So no, everything that seemingly goes bad that happens isn't always caused by the devil, but in essence, and many times allowed by God. Do you know sometimes God allows things to dry up in our lives in order to move us on or forth to the next place He needs us to be? Because many will remain in a place, a comfortable place, doing the same old thing, enjoying the same yesterday's fruit, unless God allows the fruit source to dry up on them. In the text, the rain hadn't come to replenish the brook that Elijah had been drinking and surviving from all due to God not commanding rain to come to do so. So instead of rain for Elijah, God sent a rhema word to him, a specific word from God that applied to him individually, understanding a new fresh rhema word instead of rain. Let me stop there for a second. See, many times when we are awaiting provision and replenishment in a place where God has always supplied or have been supplying, and when we begin to see the supply source begin to dry up or being troubled, That's the time you need to begin listening for a rhema word from God because that may be signifying that God is shifting directions or planning a new course for you. In the text, we see that Elijah's source of provision or supply from the brook had dried up. But as we read in the next verse, our scripture says that God said, Do you know, God knows what's going on in the lives of his elect? God saw Elijah's situation. Then scripture says, God said to Elijah, go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. Do you know God knows your situation and he will speak to you within it to get you to a place where supply and provision awaits you? Go to your mother's house. But Lord, we're not on speaking terms at this time. Go, your provision awaits you there. You get a prompting to leave this job and go to another job. Your brook is dried up at the old one. Your new provision, your new brook of supply is awaiting you at the new job that God is opening a door for you to go to. Understand God knows. In the text, God spoke to Elijah. Do you know a word from God with a new supply, a new provision, with a new command, a new plan and a new assignment attached to it? Was a wedding Elijah? Allow me to say this. The situation had come up in Elijah's life that he needed new provision and new supply because the old one had dried up. The season in that region for him was over. A new word and assignment given with the promise attached to it in the form of new supply and new provision. Now, Elijah had a choice to make. Remain where he was and search for a new source or be obedient to God and trust his promise. The choice was Elijah's just like the choice at some point will be yours. We read in the text. So we know he said, yes, can I ask you this question? Why is it that so many people find or have found themselves in that same situation? Provision supply and brook dried up knowing it's God who has allowed it to dry up and has done so in order not only to get your attention, but to let you know, but it's time to move on from that dry place. Not only that, but send you a promise of supply and provision, and all you have to do is say yes, but you don't and remain in the same place that God has allowed to dry up, whether it's a job that is causing you more trouble, pain, and hardship than it once did, and God has opened a new door, given a new promise and a new provision, and showing you a new supply source, but you choose to stay in a drying- up chaotic place or even staying in a dried-up relationship in the text, the brook of provision had dried up on Elijah. But God, who was faithful, had sent Elijah a word to go to Zarephath, and there he would find a widow who would bring forth supply for him. And the text says, Elijah said yes to the Lord, and goes to the place God had instructed him to go. We see in the text, Elijah said yes, and obeyed and went where God had sent him. And exactly what he had said to Elijah was there in front of him. All God asks of you and me is to obey and follow his ordered steps for our lives. And there we will be positioned exactly where God wants us to be to do what he has asked us to do and receive what he says he has for us to receive at the place he said we would receive it. Elijah said yes and is now with the ordered steps in position to receive what God had promised. The widow was standing right in front of him. And now he had only one thing to do, and that was speak, thus says the Lord. Do you know many Christians get to this point where we find Elijah and then get afraid to do the next step in the process? If you don't mind, I'm going to stop right here, and we'll pick up the next step in the process the next time we speak. So until then, be blessed. Greetings. It is so good to be back with you to complete the teaching. Your yes is someone else's. Amen. So without further delay, let's dive right back in. Do you know many Christians get to this point where we find Elijah, God's promised source of provision and supply standing right in front of him and then get afraid to do the next step in the process. And that is to speak to the source that God said was their provision. What I've discovered is many Christians get scared to speak to the stranger that God has placed and told them that they were the source, afraid to open their mouths and say to the stranger, thus says the Lord. Do you understand if God placed it on your heart to say it, he has placed it on their hearts to receive it? Remember his word doesn't return to him void, but accomplishes all it was sent to do. In the text, Elijah was sent a word, a word from God to accomplish What God had said it would, and all he had to do now was speak to the woman God said would supply for him now that his previous source had dried up. Can I say something? Your source of supply that God chooses to use to bless you may not fit what you think they should look like or be who you imagine in your mind they would be. But understand, God can use anyone to do anything that he needs done. I ask, can he use you? In this case, in the text, God has chosen to use a widow, but not just any widow. Scripture says this. Elijah called to her and asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called and bring me, please, a piece of bread. And the widow responded to Elijah like this. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread. Only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. That's Second Kings seventeen ten through 12. By all indications, God seems to have made a mistake in Elijah's life. But we all know God doesn't make mistakes. But in this case, it appears that God had chosen to use someone to supply for Elijah, who could barely supply for herself. So I ask you, doesn't that sound just like God? But I ask you to remember, God knows the end before the beginning. And the beginning of this whole episode of this encounter started when Elijah ran from King Ahab and Jezebel to the Carith ravine. And while God's orchestrated plan to allow the brook to dry up, to be able to send a word to Elijah for Elijah to say yes, Lord. And then he gave Elijah instructions of where to go, who to look for, and for what reason. So at the right time, at the right place, the right moment, he sent one of his prophets to her place of residence, with her specifically placed on the prophet's mind. Not just some woman, not just any woman, but a widow in Sidon who had been praying and God seeing that she was in need of some help or she and her son were going to die. Doesn't that sound like God? When you think he's sending you to get help, he's sending you to be the help. Allow me to say it this way. When you are looking for God to send you an angel, God is sending you to be an angel for someone else. Elijah was sent to be hers with a message from God. I ask you, has God ever given you a specific assignment with a specific message for a specific person? He wanted you to deliver it to and all he needed from you. Was for you to say yes Lord. Just recently I had a friend call me. And tell me God told her. To tell a young lady. She frequently sees. And comes in contact with. To share a message with her. And the message was this. Tell her that I love her. And when my friend saw the young lady. She gave the message. And the woman smiled and said. Thank you. A yes told to God. A prayer answered by God. In the text. Elijah said yes to going to Zarephath in Sidon, where he has now come across the widow God has spoken to him about. But she is low in supply of food, and is on her last of everything. And through a yes, Elijah, the man of God, has arrived in her life. I ask you, who better to arrive in your life than a man or woman of God in your time of need? Elijah has shown up, but remember, he was looking for a supply source. Upon arrival in Zerapath and Sadan himself. And when he arrives, he hears, I only have a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son. Eat it and die. She says, I have a handful and a little. Can I say this to you? God is not limited by less. He can take less and make more. Two fish and five loaves and feed 5,000. That's just the men not counting the women and children. In the text, we see the widow down to her last meal. And the prophet Elijah has asked her for food. And her response is, I only have a handful and a little. And I say, aren't you glad when a man can hear from God? So God responds to her through Elijah like this. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said, but first make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me. And then make something for yourself and your son, for that is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. When I read this scripture, I see several dynamics working here. The need to be obedient to say yes and say what God has told you to speak and say to someone, Elijah. And the next is to be obedient and receive what God has spoken to you. And what to do through the man or woman of God, even when it might not make much sense at all. The widow, because the text says, go make bread for me. That's Elijah speaking to her when she just said she only had a handful and a little for her and her son. I know many of you are asking, how does that translate to me? Understand when you say yes and go forward with the word from God in your heart and ready to come off your lips. And someone else has a prayer request sent up to God in the midst of hard times and need. And my Bible says, and yours does too, if you haven't torn out the page, and it says, and my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 4 and 19. So as we look into the text, she had a need, he had a word. And when the word that God has equipped you with to share, and their prayer requests meet. God is calling to action on both of your behalves. In the text, she had what he needed, and he had what she needed. In essence, she had the seed of need, and he had the water of God's word. She needed a word, he needed just a little bit, because God's word can take a little and turn it into a lot. The text says she went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family for the jars of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry. In keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah, that's second King seventeen fifteen and 16. When we look back through the text, it was Elijah's initial. Yes, Lord, I will go to Zarephath that allowed God to use him to enter in the life of this widow and become the necessary blessing that she was seeking through prayer to God. Allow me to leave you with this. Elijah was a willing vessel that God was able to use, to speak through and to use to get to the widow who was in need of help. My question to you, will you be God's willing vessel to say, yes, Lord, I will go. Yes, Lord, I will speak what you tell me to speak. Yes, Lord, I will give what you ask me to give. Because understand, your yes to God may be an answer to someone else's prayer. And you being the answered prayer allows that person to say amen to God for answering their prayer. So understand, your yes is an answer to someone else's prayer, which equals an amen. Elijah was an amen to the widow. Because scripture reminds us, for the jar of flour was never used up, and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word the Lord had spoken by Elijah. His yes became her a man in her saving grace that she and her son had food to eat, as well as God also supplied for Elijah. My prayer is that you will say yes to God, so in using you, someone else will be able to say amen to God. So today in 2020, let your yes. Be someone else's. Amen. Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I come asking you to allow someone that's listening to this message to become a vessel that you can use. I come asking that you prompt them to say yes. That someone may be able to say amen because they were willing to say yes to you. And be willing to be the vessel that you use to bring forth your word to another. And allow you to use them As you see fit. Father God, I ask that you allow them to speak what you tell them to speak, go where you tell them to go, give what you tell them to give, and help who you tell them to help. Today, I ask that someone listening to this commit themselves to doing your work. Yes, Lord, is the answer they give to you. Yes, Lord, to your plan, your purpose, and your assignment for them. My prayer is that you hear yeses today in a mighty way. And I ask all these things in your darling son, Jesus' name, amen. As always, we hope you enjoyed today's message. We welcome your feedback. And if you were blessed by the message, please feel free to pass our podcast information on to both friends and family. We pray that you have an awesomely blessed day. And we thank you again for allowing us. To share a word of God with you. To God be the glory. Amen. AAJ Pod, where the passion for Christ meets the purpose of Christ.